to down to down to. Yeah, missed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be missed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real word. It's a real word. It's a real word. I don't use it. Not in your vocab? Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, feature on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. Coming to you from a Thunder Media Day. Uh, it's all wrapped up. It's in the books. Overall, not the most eventful media day. And uh, I have all the interviews in this podcast for you. You can check the timestamps on the description of the episode if you want to hear somebody in particular. Uh, but I will ask you to go visit our sponsors. One, Andy's Frozen Custard. You've got to go to Andy's. Right now you can get their pumpkin pie concrete. And it is an actual piece of pumpkin pie cut and placed into a cup. And they have vanilla frozen custard uh, put into this and mixed up. And you have the crust. and every, I mean, it's just delicious. So go check out Andy's frozen custard. If you don't like pumpkin pie, you can get... Uh, something with Oreo in it. You can get a sundae. You can get a banana split. Uh, it's all just incredible. Also, our second sponsor for today's show is earlyupgrade.com. If you are a manager or a business owner of a larger business and you are looking to upgrade your devices, let's say you have some cell phones that are a few years old, the battery life is not good, you're getting complaints all the time, contact early upgrade also the same for tablets and things of that that nature so contact early upgrade at earlyupgrade.com they can hook you guys up with some awesome devices and they will also give you value for your old devices and and even if the devices are not functional they can give you value for those as well. So earlyupgrade.com for your large business needs when it comes to cell phones and tablets. There are Thunder fans as well, so you have a common ground with them there. So please contact earlyupgrade.com. And now here are the Media Day interviews. Uh, Alex Spears and I will break down Media Day Wednesday. And then, of course, Friday we'll talk more about training camp and Wednesday. So look for that talk there. But for now, here are the Media Day interviews. Hello. Hope everybody had a good summer. Um, excited to get started tomorrow. Um, I think coming off of... Uh, you know what we talked about um, the last time we were together. You know, spent a lot of time in, in the off season, certainly with the, the returning players, um, and then the guys that are new. Um, just really, I think, focusing on how we can be more consistent. Um, that certainly was a challenge, I think, for us last year. Um, some of it was understandable as it related to you know having so much of a new team. But I think starting off, um, you know, becoming a consistent team and, and the fact that we have an opportunity every day to go to work uh, as a team to improve, to get to know each other. Uh, but for me, it really starts with the work uh, and the, the, the commitment that we make starting tomorrow. 
um, to be more consistent, you know, in the areas that we were lacking. Certainly, that's a priority for us. Um, and and then I think just the the, the opportunity um, to understand that we're afforded uh, each and every day to start at ground zero and to try to build back up, to try to improve, and try to get better. So you know, I'm looking forward to that process starting tomorrow. Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. Billy, the, uh, I know you always believe in the process and believe in what you're doing, but when a guy like Paul George comes for a year and then re-ups for at least three more, is that sort of an endorsement that, you know, hey, we're doing things right, we're, we're running the kind of organization that we ought to be running? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll let Paul speak to that. Um, you know, my dialogue with him after the season ended, you know, before free, ag- free agency was, was really, really positive. Um, I think Paul, you know, probably understood that, you know, coming in last year and, and so much of the team being new and it being an adjustment period, I think he felt good, you know, about his relationship with Russell, the relationship with the rest of the guys on the team. Um, you know, Paul is uh, an easy guy to work with, easy guy to communicate with. So I think he felt like, you know, just based on, you know, being here for a year, um, I think he felt comfortable, obviously, moving forward. Um, I think it speaks to his teammates, the organization, everybody all the way around. Uh, Billy, uh, with Russell surgery, was that something he could have had earlier in the season, or was it just at that point he had to have it at, at that time? Well, obviously, Russell made that decision. He'll talk about that. But I think for him, um, you know, he felt like it was the, the best thing to do at this point in time. And, um, you know, we're feel very, very fortunate that it was obviously nothing serious. Um, and, and he's working hard to get himself back, you know, whenever that time may be. Hey, Billy, uh, do you think with the roster finally solidified this season, uh, do you think that there was maybe a more obvious direction and flow with Paul George and, and Russell, maybe that there maybe wasn't last season? Well, I think anytime you have two high caliber players like that, there's always going to be an adjustment period that goes on you know, in terms of getting to know each other, how each other plays, how do you play off of each other. I just think that that's normal. Um, but I think because of you know, Russell's investment here, you know, over his entire career, you know, who he is as a leader. Um, I think he and Paul really developed a a very, very close and and good relationship um, that I think that they work through those things. So I would say that they're probably at a better place this year starting the season than they were a year ago because they really just didn't know each other in terms of that kind of familiarity. So that, that part of it, I think, is positive. Eric Horney, Oklahoma. Um, Billy is kind of a two-parter. Um, first, your initial thoughts on being able to work with Dennis, getting more time with Dennis than you would have had with you know with Carmelo last year, and second, Dennis and Russell together. Those are two guys who are very good in pick and roll, like to get downhill. How do you play those two styles together? Well, the, before the trade ever happened, you know, I had an opportunity to speak with Dennis, and we had some very very candid conversations. And and the one thing I would say, you know, coming from those conversations is that he's extremely competitive, and winning is a is a high priority for him. Um, certainly, we'll have to work through those situations. I think both those guys can play together on the floor. I think they'd both be effective. Um, you know, both of those guys know that one of them is not going to have the ball in their hands as a point guard if they're both on the floor together. But it's going to be, um, you know, those two guys getting familiar with each other, playing with each other. But that would be something that I think that would be 
something we would need to work on. Obviously, it would be a little bit more challenging with Russell's situation in training camp, maybe not having the opportunity to do that you know, tomorrow. But I think going forward, when Russell does return, I think that's something that, that we're going to need to look at because I think that could be a, a positive for our team. Yeah, uh, Coach, how has Steven evolved in the last couple of years, and then how is that evolution tied to the evolution of the position he plays? Well, you know, Steven's continued to get better, you know, every year since I've been here. Um, you know, he's a, a, obviously an elite defender. Um, he's a terrific roller. I thought last year, um, you know, his role uh, really kind of, he flowered in it. You know, he did a, did a great job last year, you know, all the way from the beginning, all the way to the end. And I think the things that we needed him to do to impact the team, he really did. So Steven's always been a really good team guy. Um, he's always put the team first and has always had an attitude of, you know, what can I do to help? What can I do to, to make the team better? And um, I thought last year, you know, the way he played from, from start to finish, you know, was he had, he had a terrific year. Eric Horney, Oklahoman. Um, Billy, in regard to you know Carmelo last year, um, he was a guy who kind of came, I guess, two days before training camp, and you had a plan to have Patrick kind of as that guy starting at power forward. I mean, do you have a bunch of notes left over from when you were putting together your plan for, for that group? And I mean that by saying that, is it going to be easier for you uh, to go into this season with a guy like Patrick because you've had time with Patrick and you had a plan for Patrick going into the season last year? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'd necessarily always have just an individual plan. It's, you know, really from a, from a team perspective. You know, obviously it was a little bit different, you know, with Carmelo coming in, you know, in fairness, so close to, to training camp. I think he got in town the day before. Um, so you always are going to go back and look at notes and look at things to evaluate the season, um, to evaluate players and try to put them in positions to be successful. Um, but, you know, again, the situation was what it was last year with Carmelo. Um, with him coming in so late, there's really nothing that we could do about that. But, again, I've, I've always felt very strongly about Patrick as a player, Jeremy as a player. I, I think those guys can help us. I think they both complement each other very well. Um, but I don't necessarily think that, you know, looking at last year, things that maybe we wanted to do with Patrick, you know, you still have to look at that there are some different players on our team this year. So, like, what's best for the entire group? We'll have to see how that plays itself out. You know, I'm not going to really talk about that because, one, is I haven't had a chance to see certainly Dennis on the floor and, um, you know, Timothy on the floor, um, Nader on the floor. Um, there's there's different different players out there, Nerland. So, you know, we'll have to see how all that works out. Um I think both Patrick and Jeremy realize and understand that both those guys will be be important to our team going forward this year. Coach, there's reason for optimism about uh, Dennis coming aboard and what all he's done in the past. But there are a couple of uh, questions. His three-point shooting, I think last year, was 29%. And he doesn't have a history of being an established elite defender. In fact, some people say much less. Sam had mentioned he's expecting him to be an elite defender. Could you describe what you're expecting in those two areas from him? Well, you know, I, I think when, when Dennis, I remember when Dennis, you know, his young player, you know, he's more than capable of a de- as a defender. Um, he's got the ability to do that. Um, 
I think when he probably started off in Atlanta, their team looked drastically different than it did probably a year ago. There was probably an evolution for him, you know, as it related from coming off the bench to starting. So, you know, there's different things that he was probably dealing with, but I certainly feel like he has the ability um, to be a, a good defender and um, has the capability. I mean, earlier in his career, he picked up full court. He was very, very aggressive. Um, he's got really good feet. He's got good hands. He's got long arms. Um, so I believe he can be a very good defender. Well, the three-point shooting, I mean, you know, he's obviously his skill, his strength is to been get into the lane. But I also think, too, is him getting comfortable and taking, you know, threes that are within rhythm and, and good for him. Um, he's got the ability um, to, to, to make threes. I don't want to sit here and say he's been an elite three-point shooter because obviously the stats say he hasn't. But I still feel like for him to do what he does well, he's going to have to take some threes to keep the, keep the defense honest, so to speak, so he can create more opportunities to get into the paint. Last question here. Coach Chris Lincoln, Oklahoma Sports. Billy, what are your main goals going into training camp? Uh, what are you really, questions you want to have answered for this team? Well, I think the biggest thing for us, if you look at our team last year, and certainly we've got some new players coming in, coming in we, we were inconsistent in a lot of ways. You know, we, we've certainly against high-level teams, you know, competed very well. There were some teams that, um, you know, that maybe weren't, you know, in the realm of maybe being at the playoff level that we didn't perform well against. So I think the biggest thing for us is the consistency part. Um you know, consistently playing to a style and an identity that we need to, um, you know, game to game. Um, I think that starts trying to establish that identity and style of how you want to play tomorrow. And I think that's what we've got to do. We've got to be willing to put the work in to create and have an identity that's going to be something that we can rely on that helps us be a more consistent team than we were a year ago. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Yeah, Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. Hey, Russell, nice summer for the Thunder. You, uh, Paul, re-ups. Can you take us through the process of your relationship with him and how you guys connected and when you think it really, you, you could see that, hey, this guy's going to be a long-timer for us? Um, you know, me and Paul had a relationship um, before, um, being both L.A. natives, uh, having a little relationship back then. And um, throughout the season, man, and before the season, just creating a relationship, knowing a little bit more about him, his family, um, you know, his goals, uh, what he what he want to do, um, and it just clicked from there. Um, you know, we continued our relationship, we continued to to, to stay in contact, obviously, and he uh, made it work. Russ, I'm curious uh, with your son and and with the twins coming. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks, do you man. feel like your game matures in a kind of a special way, like maybe that correlates with fatherhood or your responsibility as a dad? Like, does that impact the way at all? Like, as, as you um, play, definitely can. Um, I think it does. Actually, I think it does. You'll see why it does. <laughs> Uh, Brady Trantham, Franchise OKC. Russ, uh, Sam Presti said at his press conference that with Nick Collison uh, leaving the Thunder that he was looking forward to that being an opportunity for you to kind of take that next step and evolve in your uh, in your leadership of the team. What goes into that process and taking that next step and being a leader on the team, not necessarily just on the floor? I mean, every year um, since I've been here and 
um, I try to involve uh, my my leadership. Um, I think that's uh, something that um, I take take very very personal, um, and I think it's very very important. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, you can't really tell what leadership is um, unless you know what goes on from a day to day basis. And for me, I I take that um, upon myself to be able to create relationships with different guys. Um, obviously, now with new guys on our team, it's important um, and different things are how we do it around here. So, definitely this year is going to be big. Um, and that aspect for me is just to continue to do what I've been doing. Eric Horney, Oklahoma. And, uh, Russell, I know you haven't had a ton of time with Dennis yet, but what are your initial thoughts on Dennis and uh, how you guys will possibly mesh on and off the court? Um, I think we'll be fine, man. Obviously, Dennis is a great player. Um, done a lot of great things in Atlanta. Um, plays fast, plays with pace, um, good with the basketball. And um, I think we'll be fine, man. It's going to open up a lot of different things for him, uh, for myself, uh, when we're on the floor together. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Shannon Shan from Tencent, China. Um, how was a trip in China? Uh, it was great. Uh, one of my one of my favorites, honestly. Um, had an opportunity to be able to uh, travel is a, is a blessing for me. Um, but to go to China to be able to see uh, all my fans and and people there that uh, care so much about what I'm doing over here is uh, overwhelming for me at times. Uh, but I'm definitely truly thankful and uh, had a great time. So. What's the thing that impressed you the most? The, the, the people, just the people, um, how nice and understanding they are about um, just me and just loving everything I do about myself, my family. Um, that's the most important part. Uh, Russ, how critical is Andre's recovery to what you guys plan and hope to do this season? Um, and um, I think it's important, I mean, but there's no rush, man, Dre. Once he get back, he'll be back and ready to go. Um, it's the start of a new year for us, and we uh, we have a lot of different guys at a lot of different positions that has to be ready to step up and, and make things happen. But once Drake comes back, uh, we pick him up right where he left off. Eric Horney, Oklahoma. Uh, Russell, you know, last year you all get Carmelo a couple days before camp. You have more time um, this time around with Dennis, and you've been able to spend more time with him in the offseason. season. Uh, what is the difference between that when you have a little bit more time with a guy, uh, you know, on and off the court again? What you mean? Whereas you get Dennis in a trade, you know, earlier than you would have with Carmelo. Uh, does that help? Is there a benefit there to having him in and around the guys a little bit earlier? Um, and it's just not about Dennis. Mm-hmm. I think we, we we traded for a few other guys as well. Um, that that's important, and we had them all summer. Um, Nerlens, um, Nadar, uh, Timmy. Uh, we got a lot of different guys that, that are new um, and that are here and, and try to make an impact for our team. I think it's important that um, you just create relationships with those guys, create um, a bond, um, have an opportunity to be able to see you know, how their game has evolved and uh, put it all together and, and make one team. Else for us? Russ, do you have a timetable for your return on the court? Um, what did you read? Press release. What did it say? Four weeks. There you go. Right. <laughs> You're sticking to that? Yeah, I'm sticking to whatever comes out. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, unless, okay. unless you hear any different. Couple more. Time for a couple more. Oh, Russell, um, when Carmelo was traded, he wrote a letter to to you addressing you, the fans, the organization. Right. Um, 
what did you feel about his time here, and, and did you learn anything from having Carmelo here with you? Uh, I mean, me and Melo are great friends. Um, besides what happened last year, um, I've been knowing Melo for a while, so um, our relationship and, and different things has really nothing to do, you know, with last year. Obviously, uh, him being here was a for me. I think it was a great experience to learn. I learned a lot about him as a person, not just on the basketball court, but learn a lot of different things about him off the floor. Learn some things from him as well. Just you know how I approach the game because he he's obviously um, a, a superstar and understands you know how how to play the game at a high level. And you know um, I'm pretty sure he's going to do great things in Houston. And you know I wish him nothing but the best because he's a good friend of mine. So. Yeah, Russell, you were talking about uh, the leadership question a few uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, in the NBA, recruitment has become uh, a thing for players, particularly stars of a franchise. Have you seen your role change over the years in terms of how you have to interact with, with potential free agents or, or keeping guys around, or have you done anything different? Nope. I've always done the same thing I've always been doing. Um, for me... I'm, I'm a real person. I'm uh, I'm real. I'm, I'm, I keep it 100, um, straightforward. I don't. I'm not going to uh, go out and be someone I'm not just to get somebody to stay because that considered being fake. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm, I be myself at all times, as you guys know. And it's important to do that. And that's a part of being a leader, part of being a leader of this team and organization. And that's what I do. Anything else? You got one more in the back there. Be the last one for us. There was a lot of stuff that went on this summer, you know, players moving, Kawhi, DeMar, that type of thing. Social media was kind of out of whack. Do, do you guys, as players, talk about that and, and see that happening? Well, you obviously see it, um, but talk about it. Um, it doesn't have nothing to do with our team. Um, I don't really talk about it much, uh, but you obviously see it. Every summer is going to be like that because it's free agency. Once free agency hit, there's a lot of different moves that needs to be made and a lot of things, a lot of trades, so things happen just... That's a part of the world we live in now. So, thank you, Russ. Yeah. Well, Paul, Barry Trammell from the Oklahoma, uh, you made a lot of people in Oklahoma happy uh, this summer, uh, deciding to stay. Can you take us back through the process of exactly when it started formulating in your mind? Hey, this is a place I might want to stay. Place I'm going to stay. Just how that whole process went uh, during the season and after the season. Um, I think during the season, to start the season off, I was just open, um, very open about the situation. Um, and you know, in order for me to do that, I had to, for me to give everything I had, and, and for me to be committed, I had to be open about coming here. Um, otherwise, I would have been, you know, not giving the team every bit of effort or. You know, it just would have been something that I was holding back. So, um, you know, I just told myself to start the process off and just give give this team everything I have and, and see what happens. And obviously I've uh, developed some, some good relationships with Russ, with um, Steven, with Dre, with Coach Donovan, Sam Presti, um, Clay. You know, I, I, I just developed these really good relationships here almost feeling like I've been here for a while. Um, and then just over the course of the, of the whole season, you know, it, it just steamrolled, just got better and better, and, you know, here I am. Paul, what what sense, if any, have you gotten of what it meant to this place for you? You know, you're an L.A. guy, for you to choose to stay here. What, what sense have you gotten just from the, what it means to the community? Well, I, I think me starting off in a small market um, helped uh, with, with filling what, you know, small markets bring as far as a community standpoint 
Um, it was a great start to be an indie for that feeling. Um, and then, you know, it, it, again, the city being behind this team, um, the team being behind the community, it, it was just hand in hand. Um, and then just being a part of this team, it, it just felt it felt right. Uh, Paul, I'm curious, as a player, what's it like when media and fans kind of hinge on words that players say when they're going through a, you know, pretty much going into their uh, free agency? Like when, last year, you said year one a handful of times, and it seemed like everybody was trying to read into that. I'm just curious, what is it like from your end? Um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, um, it's our decision. So um, it can be frustrating when you know at the end of the day we're the only ones that know what what it feels like or what decision we ultimately want to make um but then you know you say one thing and you know one person put this story out and and now everybody is is taken to it um when it came to my whole process of course i'm gonna be split you know that's 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 part of life um being split between wanting to play back home or or you know playing in Oklahoma um, you say one thing I'm going to make this person mad say say something else I'm going to make these people mad so it's, it's at the end of the day it's, it's we got to be happy with who we are and we got to be happy with the decision we're going to make because at the end of the day it's only going to affect us not um, the mass so um, it was frustrating but you know at the end of the day it's, it's, it's what our job you know is what we got to deal with Paul, to, to really to play off that question, do you feel like, you know, for the first time in a few years, you're not really necessarily questioning your future? You don't have people kind of around you just waiting for something to slip. Do you feel like you can just come out and enjoy the game of basketball more than maybe you have been able to in a while? Yeah, I think so. I think for the past two or three years of my season, um, there's always been, you know, speculations or you know, people decide what my future should be. Um, I know where I'm at, and, and the world knows where I'm at. Um, so, yeah, in a way, in a sense, I can go back to just playing ball um, and enjoying the game. Paul, uh, a message in the X interviews last year and this year was about the team being more consistent and talked about, you know, not building good habits during, you know, teams versus like the sub-500 teams. Uh, is that something the players have talked about? And what do you see as kind of being a solution for some of that? Well, I think um, it just goes with us being together for a year or two now. Um, you're going to have those nights where, you know, we're going to show how special and how brilliant we are of a team when we play against you know, teams that we need to be locked in on. Now where you're going to see the chemistry and, and the consistency is, is from us being together for a year or two is, is now being able to do that against, you know, the sub-500 teams. Um, I just think we worked through a lot in one year, and people expected us to be, you know, a lot further along. Um, but honestly, you know, that's the reason why I'm here for year two. I knew it, it wasn't going to be something that happened, you know, in one one year being with this group so um you got to build certain habits um and, and that's the habits where we're hoping that we build is that consistency jacob toby channel two in tulsa we everyone saw that video of the party at russ's house over the summer when you made that decision what was the feeling like when you russ let got a new it, house yeah when when you let it know let it be known that you know you were coming back and going to be here for a while what was the party like? Yeah. Who was there? Who was there at that party? Anybody in here was there at that party? What was it like? 
You gotta ask them. You gotta ask everybody that was at that party. The party was was amazing. You missed out if you wasn't at that party. I wasn't invited. Y'all, y'all station won't get get the uh, the good deeds on that on that night. Uh, you became kind of an advocate for Jeremy Grant uh, during the course of this season. What do you see in him, and what was so important to you about him that wanting him to come back? Um, JG is 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 one of those special players. I think uh, that you need on a team to make a team special. Um, every team needs that one guy that can do a little bit of everything, and, and JG is that guy. Um, you know, he can you can plug JG in in that at any spot and um, he's going to come out with some special plays for us so um, it's great for us to be able to play fast to play quick um, defensively to be able to, to, to just fly across that whole court um, and, and protect the basket um, as well as run the floor and play in the transition game so um, you know it's, it's he's a special special kind of player and um, I, I definitely you know was vouching and, and was pulling for him to come back here. Paul, was there anything surprising in the way that things played out with Carmelo to you? Um, no, I mean it, it. It played out, you know how how it was supposed to. I guess um, you know I, we miss Melo here as as a teammate, as a brother. Um, but you know, if, if something doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, it's 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 nothing that he did. It's nothing that. Um, the organization did nothing that the coaches did you know if something doesn't work it just doesn't work and and that's fine we got to be able to move on from that and um, you know he's in a better situation for him and um, we got to move on and and get prepared as a team last question in the back here hey Paul um, Kawhi Leonard is coming up on a similar situation as this season as you had last season Mm -hmm. Um, has he reached out to you, or do you have any anything that you can offer to him, maybe as he goes through this process uh, this year? Uh, I actually, me and Kawhi are pretty close. Um, actually, during the summer, we hung out and, and kind of talked and got together a little bit, um, and, and and we did talk a little bit on that. But um, at the end of the day, just told him just be open. Um, you know, we both Southern Cal guys, and. We, we both wanted to come home and play home, play for the city. Um, but obviously, you know, my situation came up and I was happy with it. Um, just told him to be open about it, you know, be open about the situation uh, and, and just give wherever he goes. You know, at that time, we didn't know where he was going. Just told him give wherever you're going, give him your everything and, um, you know, decide from there. Thanks, Paul. How you doing, Ray? Good. How about yourself? You know, another day, man. Uh, Question. (laughs) So, you know, there's a lot of new young talent on this team. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of guys that, you know, last season, something that, you know, the team really valued from you was your ability to really just take guys under under your wing and, and like, really just be a great mentor. I mean, that's got to be exciting, right? Like, these, there's so many new guys that are coming in to the the squad and and looking for their role. Mm -hmm. Do you you embrace that opportunity to just kind of, kind of be the guy for them oh no question man um being that leader being able to give back the knowledge that i have over the years is so it's something that's going to be 
it's gonna be um, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun this year, and um, we do got a lot of new talent, um, young talent at that, and um, it's gonna be a special year. You know, I look forward to it. Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma and Ray. The uh, you were backing up point guard, played some with Russ last year. Mm-hmm. Now they've gone and traded for Dennis Schroeder, another quality NBA point guard. Mm-hmm. We were told, uh, or I was told, that you actually were open to that idea and, mm-hmm. and, and endorsed that idea. Can you talk about why you're excited about another really good point guard coming in and crowding your position? Oh, man, I'm all about winning basketball games. I'm all about getting better. And I felt like, you know, having multiple playmakers, you know, is, is, is good for a team. You know, I've been in the league for it's my 14th season and I've played with smaller guards than Dennis. I've played with bigger guards than Dennis and, you know, just being able to have multiple playmakers on the court, I think it's a, it's a problem on offense. So, you know, yes, of course, you know, I feel like, you know, it's a lot of things that we, that we, you know, we needed to do to get better and that's something that we want to do as an organization. We want to get better. So, of course, I'd be accepted to that for sure. Eric Horney, Oklahoman. Uh, Raymond, just from what you've seen in the summer, in brief, the, the brief times that these guys have worked together, mm-hmm. you work with them, what have you thought about the dynamic of Russell and Dennis, and, and how do you think that that'll work out on the court, considering they're guys that kind of have similar strengths in terms of the pick-and-roll game mm-hmm. and having to get downhill and, and being good at doing that? Oh, well, I think it's just a, a, a situation of just knowing the game. You know, regardless of them having the same type of game, you know, I feel like they still can play off each other. And um, like I said, if you have even more playmakers on the court, that's going to be hard to guard. You know what I'm saying? So if you add Dennis and Russ out there at the same time and you add Paul, you know, I won't want to be on that opposing team. Anybody else? Ray, um, Sam Presti said um, like when guards get into their you know mid to late 30s that their shooting numbers tend to uh, rise as they, if they're still in the league. Mm-hmm. What goes into the process of improving your shooting? Because a lot of people just seem to think that it's, just, it's something as simple as locking yourself in a gym and mm-hmm. taking three, 400 shots, and, th- and then you just magically become a better shooter. <laughs> no, that's not the case. But um, definitely getting in the gym, that helps. You know, just working on your shot, working on your craft. I think the main thing for me is just really understanding that, you know, at the age of 21 you're not as quick or as fast as you are at the age of 34 but um so you know just have to really just not change your game but add other things to your game in order to stay in the league or in order to you know get better at what you do man that's all it really is you know just really just working at getting better at things that maybe you wasn't as strong at at 21 and that you need to get better at at 34. Yeah, Raymond, last season, the season-long storyline was Paul's future. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? Is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point when you started getting confident, hey, this guy's he might stick around, and then thinking he's going to stick around? How did you see that all play out? Uh, well, you know, I, you know, being close to, you know, to Paul, being like a big brother of the team, you know, I kind of knew a little bit more than maybe others. So, you know, I really wasn't panicking. You know, it was a process that, you know, he had a lot to think about. You know, his family, you know, being home or being aware of a place that he felt comfortable and that he loved. So, you know, I'm glad that he chose the place that he loved. And we're definitely happy to have him back, for sure. Anybody else? That's it. That's it. Thank you.
Hey, Abdul. Um, basically, just you know, since you were born, you've bounced around not only um, you know basketball wise, but just life wise. I and mean, how is that process of you know moving to different spots, transferring in college, and now being traded from Boston to Oklahoma City? How's that kind of helped you try and understand what you what needs to be done in order to find um, to solidify yourself in a role and with one team? Um, well, start off like you're right. It's prepared me throughout my whole life from when I moved from Egypt to Chicago, um, transferring schools, things like that, getting traded here. Um, I, th- I think a lot of it is just you just got to take it how it comes and just work for the best and prepare for the best. Barry Trammell, the Oklahoma. People around here remember you from your from your college days because you come down here a few times a year and play basketball. What, what do you remember about your Iowa State experience and how that prepared you for the NBA? Uh, Iowa State was a big-time experience for me, especially because uh, I just learned a lot, especially under Fred Hoiberg and his time there. Um, he had played in the NBA for a long time, so he was a big-time players coach. and uh, it, was, it was a lot from understanding the game on and off the court and um, – just being in that kind of environment. So, We're seeing players these days get drafted, go into the G League, and that's what happened with you in Boston. Uh, how did they use the G League to sort of develop your skill set you know, and get you more prepared for today's NBA? Well, a lot of it is... Um, I think it's more just to do with, like, Every team's different. So Boston had no roster spots available. Um, the D League was going to be a good opportunity for me to play a lot of minutes. Or I'm sorry, the G League. It was called the D League back then. Uh, but uh, it was an opportunity for me to play tons of minutes and actually build and work on my game, work on my craft. Whereas if I was in Boston with them that year, I probably wouldn't have played as much. Um wouldn't have benefited me as much as from my from a career standpoint. Eric Horney, Oklahoman. Um, you know, you having a prior relationship with Deontay, um, mm-hmm. did that help you coming into this transition? And what were those conversations like since he had spent a summer with the team and he had had a successful summer with the Thunder summer league team? You know, uh, that's a good question. Me and Deontay, we were really tight at Iowa State, and um, I think when he went to, uh, I think it was Korea. Uh, I mean, we weren't really talking as much and stuff like that. So when he, when I found out he signed this two-way here, uh, I gave him a call, talked to him about it, and literally like three days later, I get traded. So um, I mean, it's it's good having someone you know, and uh, it's like a, he's like a brother to me. So it, I mean, it helps. Abdul, I know no, we're not rooming together. No. <laughs> I know you had surgery on your wrist in June. Uh, how'd that go? How is it now as you come into camp? Oh, it was great. Um, I mean, I fixed uh, an, ulna, an ulna fracture that happened to me when I was 16 years old, and I had no idea about it. So um, it's better than ever. I would assume most people in this room don't know a lot about Egyptian basketball. What, I don't. <laughs> what can you What can you tell us about how you, you know, how in a place that's not known for basketball, how did you develop the skills to get pretty good at it? And, and well, to be honest, I didn't start playing basketball until I was around 13 years old, and uh, I moved to the states, probably Chicago, when I was eight, nine. So, um, 
definitely not a big basketball place. Uh, my first sport was actually soccer. I was playing that from early early age to probably 15. Then I picked up basketball. No, I've, I've got a question. When when you find out that you're being traded, and then you also you're following the team, and and you're seeing these other players getting traded there as well, guys that are you know young like you, guys with a lot of promise. Does that almost like help you anticipate? Do you almost are you almost like more relieved? Like okay, there are other guys coming here that are also going to be finding their role. Like does that help kind of with the bonding when you get there? And and there's a group of you that are you know you're coming into this new situation, and you guys are all together kind of finding your role with the squad. I mean, to an extent, um, I try not to look at things that are happening outside of what's going on with me, especially from, like, um, a career standpoint. Uh, my big thing is compete, don't compare. So um, even when they're on the same team, it's, I, I kind of try to use the same logic. Although we're all brothers and things, at the end of the day, it's still a career. And I try not to look at it that way. Other questions for Abdul? All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Eric Horn with the Oklahoman. Uh, Nerlens, I know you haven't had a lot of time yet with the team, but can you speak to the work that you've done with um, with assistant Mark Bryant just in the short time that you've had with him so far? I know he, he plays an integral role with working with the Thunder's big men. You know, it's been great. Um, Coach Mark Bryant is, you know, definitely one of the top tier, you know, um, development guys in this league. And, you know, it's crazy because even before I've even ever met him or knew his name, you know, I could tell that, you know, from seeing Steven Adams, you know, progression over these past, you know, four or five years and just seeing, you know, how much he's really, you know, taken off with the floater and just around the basket. So, you know, I knew that even beforehand. And, you know, when I started to get around him, you know, I saw, you know, really how special he is. Nerlens, you talked this summer about Sam Presti impressing you and, you know, being part of the reason you wanted to come here. He said the other day they painted a picture of a really uphill climb coming here, that it wasn't going to be easy. What made you comfortable with that idea? You know, just you know, just accepting challenges. You know, and that's how, that's how I've been. You know, my whole life. Um, you know, just taking things right on. And you know, I knew coming here that you know there'd be some challenges, and you know, guys, you know, be certain certain things would be demanded. And you know, I was you know, one hundred and ten percent you know ready for that. And you know, this team is you know definitely built. You know, I think the right way with you know the right pieces. You know, of guys that can you know really complement off each other, and you know just go out there and play their own game. You know, just naturally. So that's you know the reason why you know I was really so um you know um attracted to this situation and you know Russ you know PG the leadership as well Marilyn's, when you look at this Thunder team and and you know you you probably saw last season you know it was kind of a disappointing season for both the team and the fans are there ways that when you're watching film together with the squad, are there things and 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 uh, plays and and games where you look and you say, "Man, I'm I'm excited to be on this squad because I know I can help in like these specific ways." Like you see holes that that you can come in and fill. Uh, most definitely, you know, right on. Um, you know, it's just definitely the play style, and you know, even watching last year's playoffs, um, you know, just seeing uh, you know what they needed. Um, you know, with a you know a backup big, or, you know, just another big that can go out there and you know have the ability to switch out one through five. And you know, I've always imagined myself, you know, on a you know on a team like this. You know, honestly, just a team championship, you know, built team. And you know, I always felt like you know I was the type of player that can complement and you know just really you know put it over the top and you know really bring everything I have, you know, athleticism, you know, abilities, offensively, defensively, 
definitely pick and roll, opening up, spread the floor for shooters, you know, with the 1-5, you know, just little things that, you know, are really hard to guard and, you know, on the defensive end, you know, guarding, um, rebounds, blocking shots. So, you know, all those things are, you know, just little things that can, you know, really help you, you know, get over that hump, you know, to get to where you want to be. Yeah, Barry Trammell with the Oklahoman. You mentioned Steven. You played against him from time to time over the years. Now you're with him on the same team. What was your impression of him as an opponent, both on the court and personality-wise, and, and how is that different now that you're starting to get to know him a little bit? Oh, yeah, Steven's my guy. I just, I, I've known him a lot of it. Yeah, I've known him since high school. Um, you know, we used to go at it. He went to Notre Dame Prep, me tilting. So, you know, we'd always have our great battles, through, even since high school. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been um, you know, a steady, you know, time since then. And, you know, to watch him grow and, you know, you know us, you know, going to go at it, you know, every day in practice and get each other better. And, you know, our games are so different, you know, but they can really, you know, help one another get better, you know, with my quickness and his size and, you know, prowess. Um, so I think it's really going to be a good tandem this year. Um, you know, you know him starting off, and you know me just bringing what I bring to the table. Um, so I think you know we're definitely really going to get each other better. And he's just a you know he's a really funny guy. You know with a great personality. You know I've always loved him. And um, you know I think it's going to be a fun year. Questions, Nerlens? Nerlens, what what is it like for? you and Jeremy and, and, and Tim to, to start your careers in one place and experience you know some lows that you did in Philadelphia and then end up coming back together particularly you and Jeremy in a place like this in Oklahoma City where you have a chance of success you know I definitely feel like you know it's a cycle of the NBA you know um you know, opportunities, you know, will be there. You know, you just, you just got to be ready, um, you know, especially in an opportunity like this in Oklahoma, you know, with this great organization, you know, that Sam has really, you know, done a great job putting together. It's just, you know, I think there's a great position for all of us. You know, Jeremy's come here, I think, after his second or third year, and, you know, he's, you've seen the progression he's made. Um, you know, he's a, you know, he's a completely different player. You know, he's, you know, been molded into this system, you know, to, you know, be that player that he naturally is and naturally wants to be. So, you know, he has, hasn't had any restrictions and it's really helped his game a lot. And, you know, I'm really, you know, looking for the same as well in myself, you know, to just have this year as, you know, just great focus here, just playing my game, um, you know, having that long stretch, you know, be probably be my first time in the playoffs. It will be my first time playing. I'm sorry, and you know that that'll be a um, great experience for myself. You know, you know through all I've been through with the teams, and you know to be around this, you know, really this deep locker room with you know filled with veterans, you know, um, as myself. You know, just continue learning because the learning process never stops. So, you know, I'm definitely excited for it. Anybody else? Thanks, Ron. Sure. Hey, Steve. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. How, how's yourself? You good? You know, another day, man. Oh, uh, so, Nerlens was super high on just being able to work on... Well, okay. Oh. Let me rephrase <laughs> This guy. He was super Coming high on working with you. He was super high on working with you, like super excited to see what you guys can do together this season. When you found out that the organization was bringing Nerlens in, mm-hmm. were there things about his game that you immediately were like, oh man, this will be really cool. We can sharpen each other, fill some holes, that kind of thing? Um, no, not, not too much of that. Honestly, it was, it was just more like that. That we brought him on. It was just familiar face, someone from a draft. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just one of it was one of those weird moments where you're like it's 
it's weird to see where people end up, you know, sort of thing. So, like, it was just cool to have another familiar face from the draft, honestly. Um, but playing with a man, yeah, I mean, he's he's a good dude, man. Great character in the in the locker room, and yeah, everything else, man, he'll take care of itself. You know what I mean, just the fact that he's a good lad, you know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Eric Horn, the Oklahoma. Now, Stephen, uh, just from the small amount of time that you sneaky, mate. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> On the front row, not that sneaky. Yeah, it's weird. I, I never looked down there. Go. Okay. Um, short amount of time you've had to spend with uh, with Dennis. Um, I don't know if you even had any time with him on the court. Yeah, but Shroud, Dennis. Yeah, with Dennis. Yeah, Dennis, yeah, yeah. Um, What have you seen from his game, uh, and in terms of the pick and roll, yeah. uh, being able to screen for him, and, and how do you see meshing uh, his game with Russell's as well, and those guys potentially playing together? Uh, meshing it together? Yeah, those, yeah. Those two, their games meshing together when they play together. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, Shroud is, I mean, he's a very quick guard. Um, again, another familiar face. I worked out with him in some of my pre-draft workouts, which is cool. Uh, but, like, yeah, so his, his ability is just to read the different screens and, um, well, not just read them, but, like, set up his man, if that makes sense. Not for screening, that's a, it's a big difference that I notice in guards that know how to use pick and rolls and stuff like that. He does. He knows how to use that, and his tempo off that, his pace off that is very, I mean, it's very clean. Again, this is just from summer. Can't really base anything really off that, like too much solid stuff from that, you know, because it's still pick up basketball, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, he should be fine, mate. You'll be right. Another weird, well, this isn't weird, but another kind of technical question. On the, I think self awareness is good. <laughs> the NBA um, implemented some new rules this summer. They, the board of governors voted on some new rules, and one of them pertains to the shot clock resetting the fourteen after an offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. And I just want to ask you, just being such a great offensive rebounder as you are, you know, how do how do you think that affects uh, what you do and what the offense will do when the shot clock resets to fourteen as opposed to twenty four? No, nah, it won't affect it too much, mate. Honestly, like um, because if you. If, Unless you're running out the clock, like if you the whole 24 seconds, which I don't think most teams do. Most of the shots there, the quick kickout shots, because you know offensive rebound. Most of the defense they're quite scrambled, so usually you get a quick shot, usually off rebounds, um, offensive rebounds. But then again, like you know, you have plenty of time to still run your offense if you can get into it fast enough. Obviously, you still have time to run that. So I mean, how does it affecting too many things, um, too much? I'm guessing you're meaning like, oh, is it, are people just going to try and go back up with it straight away? Is that what you're kind of asking? Or no? I didn't really have an intention. I just wanted yeah. to just ask because you. Right, yeah, that's 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 pretty much my thoughts on it. But it's just like it won't affect much. 14 seconds is plenty of time to still kind of get into a, a decent set. Probably max two screens. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're fast, you know what I mean. Yeah, so you'll be fine. Uh, Steven, as kind of a power-type player, how have you adjusted your game over the last couple of years as the center position has become a, a little bit more perimeter-oriented? Um, what have I done to, to what's on your mind? Just how to, how, to, how to keep up with that aspect of things. I mean, the center position, you got guys shooting threes, uh, running oh, yeah. the floor more than they did maybe when you yeah. first started. Yeah. Um, mate, I'm so a bit, yeah, bit stupid. <laughs> How, how have I developed a... How, how have you adjusted to that? Oh, adjusted. Um, I mean, the, the main thing was just, um, you know, just changing foot position and kind of habits coming off the pick-and-roll defense. Other than that, mate, yeah, it's just all the same stuff. Because that's, that's where um, <clears throat> probably, yeah, 
probably all of them really they get their shots with just pick and rolls pick and pops stuff like that so you know I guess it was just that was the biggest adjustment was just treating them mostly like Dirk like Dirk for instance like you'd you'd 100% would never take a step back because he would launch it right it's always towards towards him on the perimeter um yeah painting quite a picture here for you mate but yes um that's a that's the biggest adjustment I made over the last years Dean Blevins News 9 Sports um I don't know if you've been around enough of the team enough to have a, a feel or a vibe. What, what is, have you been around them enough, and, and is this vibe different than other teams that you've been on here in Oklahoma City? Um, so just to catch a vibe from them? Well, just the feeling of the team. I mean, a oh. positive feeling or whatever the feeling is. What, what are you sensing, the mood uh, yeah. of this bunch? It's, it's a different crew. Yeah, I mean, it's always a different crew, but um, one of the main things is that the the culture that the organization has built, it's, you know, you have your front runners, obviously Russ, for instance, like leading us, like it's, you, you, you come in excited always, you know, whatever the season is, whatever, whoever you have, because you, you, you can't, you just can't ignore it, like you can't just be kind of like, uh, whatever, especially in this organization, because everything's done so well, so yeah, it's just one of those things, mate. It's always been that vibe yeah. from last year, year before, since my rookie season. It's always been that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're really consistent around here, mate. It's always good. Steven, you, you kind of hinted at it, uh, but... Uh, right, right. Oh, there you are, mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah, oh, dude, are. it's all right. Yeah. You don't know me. It's all right. Uh, so you kind of hinted at it. Are, are we... You know, you <clears throat> mentioned that you're kind of working on a three a three-point shot. Are, are we going to see you shoot the three ball this season? Shoot a three? Yeah, maybe. No. What? No. Right, well, Absolutely not. Man, I was maybe no. Just, right. just maybe preseason. Maybe try it. I don't know. Uh, no, 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 I got to see, mate, because yeah, I don't want to lose my job. Mm. It's tough. Yeah, Stephen Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. You've got one of the NBA's more. Uh, uh, unique personalities. My question is: Wait a sugarcoat that one, mate. Cheers. <laughs> My question is: what a guy. Is this the 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 persona the public sees and the media sees? Is that how you, is that your personality in private in the locker room and in your private life also? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. You know, I'm quite an awkward guy. This is just you know, it's a weird situation, especially to ask someone if it's like a personal that how they personally act when they're up on stage. It's it's a different sort of thing. Like if me and you go have a beer, mate, it'll be a different interaction just because of that. Right. You know what I mean? But um, sure, I'm just an awkward guy, mate. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. How much of your uniqueness <laughs> among NBA personalities? How many of what? How much of your uniqueness yeah. among uh, personalities compared to other NBA players is the, just because of that personality, or how much of it is just being a New Zealander? I mean, are you are you a typical New Zealander personality-wise? Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, just normal Kiwi guy. I think, mate. Yeah, like you know, some of the stuff that you guys laugh at, like, they won't laugh at it there. You know, it's just different, mate. Yeah, different cultures, mate. So yeah, you could just say, "I'm a Kiwi guy," awkward Kiwi guy, mate. Keep it simple. Hey, Stephen. Hey, mate. How you um, so you opened yourself up a little bit this summer when you did your autobiography. Yeah. And in that book, you had some, some insider information that probably many do not know about in, in normal terms of media. And so how has that reaction been to your autobiography and some of the things that were said in it? Uh, just reaction from, from yeah, just media public. or yeah, just yeah, general I mean, public? 
Yeah, it's it's been good. You know, get a really good response from it. Um, yeah, because it's a, it's, a, it's a well-written book. You know, Madeline did an amazing job. Another Kiwi girl, one that yeah, ghost ghost wrote it for me. Yeah, she's did an amazing job making the book. You know, so yeah, it's a pretty good read, mate. Pretty good read. Stephen, um, you know, last season y'all bring in Carmelo a couple of days before camp. I guess y'all had the, or Billy had the plan to start Patrick Patterson at power forward. Um, what do you see being the difference in having a guy like Patrick or Jeremy at power forward uh, starting alongside you as opposed to a guy like Carmelo? Uh, I mean, it's just just different, mate. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just different. Uh, they all bring their own whatever to that lineup. You know what I mean? Again, this is just one of those, whatever the strategy is that coach has and whatever role or whatever it is that he sees fit for the strategy, then that's what needs to that's what needs to go into it and that's what needs to happen. So it ain't like, I don't know, it's a weird comparison. You can't really compare it, Yeah, you know? It's just weird. It's just like if they play small, like when I'm out. You know what I mean? Again, it's just a different dynamic. You know? And not saying that any of them is better than the other. It's just that a team might struggle with small ball a lot more than, say, Maybe playing, playing big, you know, just whatever fits that scenario or whatever fits that game. Whatever. Did that answer your question, mate? I'm not sure. No, so, huh? <laughs> they didn't. You typically get around to it. Typ- I did. You typically get there. <laughs> Fucking oh, wink. What is your piss off? Mate? I actually, I actually had something about um. um what, what? <laughs> get him out of here! What are they doing? <laughs> Oh, wanker. You're watching a movie. Um, what have you thought about what you've seen from, from Andre? Just personally, as a friend of his, what have you thought about being able to see him kind of get back on the court and get back to, you know, getting back to where he was before? Oh, what have I seen from him? Yeah, what have you seen from him? And as, oh. a, as a friend personally, what have you thought about him being able to get back onto the court? Just, I mean, yeah, as a, as a friend, obviously I want to see him on the floor. Hands down, that's, that's given. But, like, it's... I don't know too much about his progress, but he has been doing everything that he can. You know what I mean? Because he loves the sport, man. And, you know, he loves what he he does. You know what I mean? So he's doing everything he can in terms of rehab, staying pretty much whole summer here in Oklahoma, you know, just making sure that he, you know, locks down on it. You know, he's a good dude, man. He'll do everything he can. You know, and that's all I've seen from him, honestly. Mm. Steven, uh, a question was posed to Russ earlier about how being a father kind of changes things. You've been around him for a few years now. Have you noticed any differences in Russ as he gets older and and has and becomes a father? Um, no, not really. I, I think when anyone says that, it's more internal. And I don't think anyone else really picks up on any of that. It's more just kind of, you know, because you have a kid, so then you kind of, it's just like a mirror, really, isn't it? Yeah, I am not a parent. I don't know. But that's what it seems like, you know, it's just a mirror, so I think it's more his own kind of evaluation on himself. Yeah. None of us will see it though. Which is fair. Something something for yourself, you know? I guess. I guess. Anyway. Thank you. Squires. Yeah, Patrick, Barry Trammell with the Oklahoman. Uh, one of the off-season mantras from Sam and Billy and whatnot is that they'd like to play faster. Right. Uh, up-tempo. And they've talked about how you can help that, not necessarily because foot speed, but ball speed. You're, you're one of the better ball movers. Can you talk about how that's a that's a skill you have that could, could increase the tempo of this team, even if you're not one of the fastest guys around? Yeah, just about 
trying to get the basketball from one side to the other, get the basketball off the court quickly as possible with my passing ability and being able to find guys out on the court, uh, not necessarily literally pushing in transition or having to shoot the ball, but just trying to find the right opportunity for a teammate to take advantage of, whether it's off a drive or whether it's off a quick post up or whether it's just passing it that leads to an assist or another opportunity for for a shot. So uh, I can understand coach, you know, wants to get more shots earlier into the shot clock or just trying to find better opportunities for us earlier in the shot clock. And that in turn will create more looks throughout the course of the game and give us an opportunity to put up more points. Patrick, last season with the the roster shakeup right before camp, you know, you came in to be the starting four. Did you feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable playing the five off the bench? And and I guess more to that point, are you excited to maybe play what's perhaps a more natural position for you at the four this season? I mean, my whole life I've played either the five or the four, you know, going all the way up into what my sophomore or junior year at, at the University of Kentucky. I was playing five. I really didn't play four until my last year at Kentucky with DeMarcus, and then I was moved to the four for the first time ever. So I'm used to playing five and four. Um, now, nowadays, the way the NBA is leaning towards is having you know either that athletic five man or having like a a six eight uh, six six you know five man who can rebound, play defense, and switch out on screens. The game's getting a lot faster. Uh, it's not really slow paced anymore. So for me, it's just being able to go out there and just play hard, um, whether I'm at the five, whether I'm at the four, uh, no matter what position I'm at, being able to move my feet and being that guy that my teammates can rely on. Patrick, Jeff Patterson with the Oklahoman. Obviously, this year is a lot different for you health-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just describe you know, your mindset coming into the season um, versus a year ago. Yeah, so a year ago, obviously, coming off the surgery um, and having to work my way back up from that point. Uh, this offseason, actually having the opportunity to have a complete offseason, complete summer under my belt, focusing on my body, focusing on being healthy, and then now coming into training camp and actually partaking into training camp, actually partaking in preseason and all the practices, all the workouts, all the games. So for me right now, it's just building that chemistry with my teammates on and off the court. Um, on the court, just showing what I can do, of course, shooting the ball, moving the ball, rebounding, playing great defense. And just having fun, you know. I didn't get that opportunity to do that last year. Um, but finally this season I get that. So I just want to go out there and just be that guy that my teammates know I can be. Yeah, Patrick, the uh, pretty good offseason for the Thunder with Paul George re-upping. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, was that a case of you could see that coming closer and closer to fruition during last season? Could you tell that he was becoming more acclimated into the – culture of the team and your, tell us your confidence level at the end of the season on, on Paul coming back. Uh, honestly, I had no idea. Um, of, of course, you could see that the chemistry that him and Russ shared, uh, him and Coach Donovan shared, and the rest of the team that we all had with him. Uh, there's always that chemistry, always that friendship, that bond uh, that we shared. But at the end of the day, you don't know what's going on in his head. He's the only one who knows. So just going off of that, off of what I saw physically, I had full confidence that he was coming back just because the way that, you know, we hung out together, the way we were around with one another, I believed he was coming back, but I didn't know 100% because, like I said, you don't know what goes on in a person's head. Only that person does. Patrick, what's the uh, what's the best movie you've seen this summer? Ooh, that's a great question. Hmm. Best movie I've seen this summer would be, it's a movie called Farming. I saw it at TIFF. It's a true story about a young black kid who was put into a skinhead group. 
until he was 16. So it's it's a very powerful emotional movie. Um, hopefully, you don't walk out of the theater when you see some scenes, but it's a it's a very inspirational movie. Patrick Eric Horn, the Oklahoman. Um, mm-hmm. Billy wasn't very forthcoming about whether or not you were going to start or Jeremy was going to start. But mm-hmm. you know, considering that going into last season, that was the, that was the plan for you to start, and you guys had had extensive time to figure that out before Carmelo came. Is that what you want? And do you want to be that that starting power forward this season? I mean, of course, as a competitor, as an NBA player, as a guy who loves the game, I would love to start. Same thing if you ask Jeremy, he'll say the same question. But at the end of the day, as long as I have a positive role as long as I have an impact on this team and most importantly as long as I'm playing uh, whether I start whether I come off the bench it doesn't matter uh, whichever one is better for the team overall uh, whoever fits best in that starting role with the starters and whoever fits best in, this, in the bench role with the second unit as long as I'm playing as long as I'm out there with those guys whichever one I'm at it doesn't matter Yeah, Patrick. The uh, four of the starter, four of the starters seem pretty well set mm-hmm. with with the four veterans. Um, the one thing that four man unit doesn't have a lot of is the three point shot. Mm-hmm. Seems like that's something you could provide. How when you're out there with those four guys, which you didn't play a lot with those four last year, but mm-hmm. when you're out there with them, how valuable? Do you think your shot from from uh, the three point line is? I mean, anyone at that position. Uh, Jeremy shot the ball. I thought pretty well at the four. Um, and I assume his shot's gotten a lot better working on it this summer. Uh, myself, I'm a good three-point shooter, so that four definitely has to be a good three-point shooter. Not not also, not only you know be able to play defense, move his feet, play in the post, and being able to switch out on the perimeter, but be able to space the floor, uh, pass the ball, hit open shots whenever those opportunities arise. So like I said, whether that's me, whether that's Jeremy, as long as that person who's in that spot is able to, you know, knock down threes on a consistent basis, that's the main focus. Anybody else? Cool. Yep. Hey, Alex. Uh, Jacob with Thunderheads. Um, I just wanted to know this off season, this past off season, when you, you know, obviously last season was disappointing for the whole team for a host of reasons. Did you come into the summer with things with a goal for your specific game that you thought I'm this summer? This is something that I need to improve. This is something that I want to refine for next season. Yeah, I think team didn't end uh, as the way planned, but. Uh, for me especially, like I think uh, I let's say I show myself that I could be a great defender. Uh, so I think that's one of my focuses for the, for this year. Just be more consistent and just keep growing as a, a good defender. Also, not uh, not forgiving that I also a, a threat in the three point offense standpoint. So. Yeah, Alex, pretty good off season for the Thunder, uh, keeping Paul, adding some of the guys. How much, when you're off doing your own thing in the summer, how much do you follow what's going on with the roster and the additions, the uh, the subtractions, all those kinds of things, and your overall assessment of, of what uh, Sam Presti ended up doing? Uh, I mean, I'll try to read everything. Uh, it's my team, it's my job, so... <laughs> Uh, when I come here, I need to know like uh, who are going to be my teammates. Uh, if we change it, 
uh, we change a lot like in medical stuff too so and a couple coaches so uh, I need to be ready uh, as you said like I might be in Spain uh, doing my thing but but I'm not forgetting, uh, I'm not forgetting that I'm found a player and and this job and my part of my job Eric Horney Oklahoma and Alex um if you've had an opportunity to work with Dennis, um, what have you thought about his game and what, what impressions have you taken from, from the way that Dennis plays? Because I imagine that you two will be playing together a lot in, in the second unit. He's a great player. Uh, I think uh, he's uh, the point that we need. Uh, he can score uh, in so many ways. Uh, he's so crafty. He can do uh, our second unit uh, much better uh, by pushing the ball and and just keep him moving the ball like we did uh, most part of the last year. Uh, and special for me, like uh, I'm sure this will be wide open. Uh, that opens same as Russ. That opens a lot of space, so he can drive and and then he can either finish or or just pass the ball to three point line. Last year, you you had a lot of open shots, and they just didn't fall for you in some instances. Um, do you think about that, or, or is there anything that you can do to fix that if you just miss open shots? I just try to go day after day, and we know as shooters we have some better days than others. Uh, and of course, like when I'm mad because I didn't score shots, uh, the next day I'll take care and just shoot a little bit more after practice. Uh, but you know how it goes. Like sometimes there's that thing that you can score and and you can do nothing about it. And just getting ready for the next game and and try to do it better. How did you feel about um, Spain's performance in the World Cup and also Real Madrid winning Champions League? Uh, about soccer, I'm not talking about soccer. Right? <laughs> I'm trying to forget that. Uh, obviously, I'm a Barca fan, so uh, I mean, congrats to all because I got friends that play for Madrid, so congrats to all of them. Uh, but yeah, as a Barca fan, I'm quite mad with the one, the Spanish league, and the King's Cup. But as long as Madrid wins the championship, it's not good enough. So hope this year we won. And what's the other question? Oh, for next year? No. Oh, for the oh, the soccer, uh, it's pretty bad too. Uh, yeah, we've been struggling the last couple of years. Uh, I thought we have a good generation uh, with two Euro Cups and one World Cup over the last decade, uh, and I think just we're changing a lot. The new team uh, adding a lot of young players, so I think we will need time to to get back there. Yeah, Alex, we all still think of you a pretty young player and fairly new player to the Thunder, but you're actually, I think, the fourth-ranking Thunder in terms of longevity with the team. Are you starting to feel like a veteran and a team leader and those kinds of things, and will that change your role in the the locker room or the practice court or any of those places? Yeah, I thought about that actually a couple days ago. Uh, it's, It's crazy because it looks like I arrived yesterday here. Uh, but it's my third year, and as you said, I'm the fourth guy who's been most time in Thunder. So I, uh, I think I can help the guys, especially the new ones, uh, to let them know like how we work here, uh, what are the standards for the Thunder organization, and and of course like help the team as much as I can. Obviously, I think I'm 
getting better each year. Uh, and this year is another step forward. Alex, you got uh, married over the summer. Uh, yes. How was that experience, and is that why you had to shave your beard? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yes, it was a great experience, uh, probably the best one so far in my life. Uh, everything went great in my hometown. All my friends were there. Uh, I was happy, really happy. Uh, and and the beard is not because of that. It's just I needed uh, a change and for the pictures and everything. Uh, but don't worry. I'll let it grow for the beginning of the season. <laughs> Anybody else? Thank you, guys. Hey, Jeremy. Are there things that we may see in your game this season that we maybe didn't get to see last season? Uh, I think it just depends on uh, how we how we uh, put the offense in and things like that. Uh, I have been working a lot on... Uh, my, my entire game this summer so yeah we'll see yeah Jeremy Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma uh, Sam and Billy have talked in the offseason about how they would like to play faster more up tempo seems like that fits right into your game getting up and down the floor do, how do you how do you receive that news and what can you guys do to to increase that tempo um, I'm definitely just excited um, I love playing that way uh, I have for for my whole life so just to uh, get an opportunity to, to be in a system uh, like this is is big for me and, and big for our team. Jeremy, you know, it seems like the deal that you got done in free agency was done pretty quickly. Same with Paul's. I mean, what was that process like, and, and how easy was it for you to get that done, and, and, and how long did it take for you? Uh, like you said, it did get done quickly. It was... Uh, it was it was a no brainer though. Uh, I love the organization. Uh, I love my teammates, and my, my coaching staff, and everything. So uh, it really wasn't a hard decision for me. You know, it was going into the off season. There were a lot of questions about the Thunder in terms of the luxury tax and how much money they were going to have to pay. I mean, what does that say to you that the Thunder was willing to, you know, to re-sign you and bring you back and pay the money that they did for you and Paul, uh, considering how much they're going to be paying out in luxury tax potentially this year. Uh, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, it says a lot. Um, it says that they believe in me and believe in uh, the pieces that we have. Um, so it, it definitely means a lot, and I uh, just want to keep going forward from here. What did you tell Nerlens, um once you figured out that he was going to be coming here? Uh, yeah, we definitely talked about it. Um, I just told him uh, just to be ready. Um, I think, uh, like like we talked about, uh, the style of play fits his, his style as well as mine. So... Um, I just told him to just to be ready uh, as soon as he gets here to, to make an impact. Have you had an opportunity to work with Dennis yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, just from what you've seen from him and what you've heard from other people, what do you see about his game that, that might fit with what you do? You know, you being a guy that can roll to the rim, catch lobs, uh, you all are presumably going to be working in the second unit a lot together as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely excited to be playing with him as well. Uh, obviously, he's a he's a huge talent. Uh, it's big for us, uh, so definitely looking forward to to getting that rolling.
Jeremy, Jacob Mann with Thunderheads. Um, when we were talking to Nerlens earlier, he mentioned that he was really excited to develop in OKC because he, he specifically mentioned you and your development and how much your game has evolved and, and how well-rounded you, uh, you are, and, and he's excited about being here. And Were there words of encouragement when he got here that you, you know, what, what was that like when he came and, and you guys found out that you were going to be able to be on the court together and, and you guys were going to be able to, to kind of grow together this season? Uh, yeah, as soon as um, yeah, we, we were talking about it uh, throughout the summer, and I think uh, I was just telling them uh, just just to be ready. Uh, just telling them, well, speaking from my I think my game uh, kind of spoke for itself. Uh, just how much better I got from uh, the first first time I stepped on the court here to till now. So, um, just in that, uh, I think uh, he kind of he kind of got excited, and yeah, I was just telling him that the staff and organization does a great job of getting you better and things like that. So, yeah, Jimmy, Jeremy, I just asked uh, uh, Nerlens. I'm no, I asked uh, Alex this. Um, he's got you beat by about a, a week in terms of games, in terms of longevity. But he's the fourth-ranking player in terms of service with the Thunder, and you're right behind him. Um, do you need to take on a, a leadership role, even though you're a fairly young player, still not considered, you know, much of a grizzled vet? But you've been here longer than two-thirds of the team. Does that change your role any in terms of being become more of a team leader on the court, off the court, in the locker room, anywhere? Uh, it definitely does. I think, uh, especially for the young guys, just to kind of coach them up and do do whatever I can. Uh, obviously, we have leaders like Russ PG uh, that that take care of a lot of that. Uh, but I definitely think my role for in, in that sense has uh, grown a little bit. Eric Horney, Oklahoma. Um, Dre, how do you feel about where you are in terms of your progress, and do you feel like um, you'll be back to contact soon? Uh, I feel great. Uh... You know, every day I feel better, more comfortable on my leg, more comfortable on my abilities. Um, main key for me right now is staying focused, staying committed to the process. Um, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't rush things. Um, it's been a long, tedious process. Um, eight months going on nine. So, um, you know, getting there. I'm excited. Um, day by day progress is, is showing, but more so week by week. Um, so I'm good, just grinding it out. And, uh, you know, contact will be soon. Hey, Dre, uh, Jacob Mann with Thunderheads. Uh, with seeing the team decline defensively after your your injury last season, obviously you wouldn't wish that on them, and, and, and you're a good dude. I know you wouldn't do that. But, uh, you know, what I'm wondering is, is that a boost to your confidence? Like when you're coming back this season, you see what a vital cog to the defensive effort you were to this team. Is that what does that do for your game? Do you come and play the same game, or do you do you come back even maybe more invigorated than than maybe you were before? I mean, no, nah, I'm. I feel like I always played that end of the floor pretty hard, um, and that won't ever change. Um, so I guess you can kind of answer that question yourself. Is you know I come back the same, same attitude, same mindset. Um, just continue to work hard. Um, not only my rehab but my overall game. Just been practicing, doing a lot of things. Um, so uh, it's been a great downtime for me, you know, to better myself, not just my physical aspect, but mental as well. Um, so um, show me a lot of things um, in a different perspective, which was great. So it's good. 
with you rehabbing everything like that, what could you actually do on the floor to to improve your game right now? Yeah, like or, well, like just throughout the summer. Oh, it's been tough to get to this point where I'm at right now. Um, where I'm pretty much you know doing a little bit of everything. It's um, just very limited because um, we don't want to overdo it, or, you know, over push anything. Um, so I'm being monitored very closely. But um, it's just been stages um, to where I've just doing chair things um, to standing, just doing regular standing stuff to, um, you know, bending knees, um, dribbling, shooting free throws, um, and extending my range to, you know, three-pointer. Just slowly progressing. um, Just fundamentals of the basketball game. So um, just good to kind of touch the ball and keep it in my hands. Um, uh, Coming close to almost a year not playing basketball. So, you know, uh, just got to keep with it and, uh, you know, stay strong mentally. So um, touching the ball helps and um, I'll do anything and everything I can to kind of, you know, keep that swagger, I guess you can say. So that's good. Andre Barry Trammell with the Oklahoman. I asked Stephen this when he was in here a few minutes ago. You guys are good friends, but mm-hmm. is he as quirky and funny in private as he is with us and 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 with the media? Uh, with media? Yeah. No. Is he the, is the, he the, the same this, as in person? As yeah. The, the, the Stephen we see is that who yeah. you guys see for sure? Yeah. Um, just uh, a little bit more censored around the media, let's just put it that way. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but he's, he's definitely the same dude. Definitely, nonetheless, same dude. Now, he says that may just be the New Zealand way. He's really he may not be. He might be just a Norman a normal Kiwi. Do you you think that's true, or you think he's just naturally I think, funny? I think, anyway? I think it's a mix, a mix of both. Uh, you know, the Kiwi way and the American way. Uh, you know. New day and age, you know. Now you gotta you gotta play the media into your hands, and I feel like a lot of guys are starting to do that uh, around the league um, as well. You know, just expressing themselves. Um, but you know, Steve's a little different. You know, he has a different uh, background, different culture, um, which is totally different than America. Which is uh, it's a good, positive way. Um, but uh, you know, he's just mixing both 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 worlds and uh, creating his own, which it makes him special. So it's good. How nice is it after, you know, unfortunately you had to watch, but to come back with Paul and with Jeremy coming back to the team and just what that adds to your excitement about this upcoming season? Oh, uh, I mean, it's great. Um, you know, we're signing back PG, signing back Jeremy. Um, it's great. Uh, fortunately, we didn't keep Melo, uh, one of my good friends and, you know, a good teammate. Um uh, but, you know, it's pretty much the same guys we're coming back with minus a couple pieces and picking up, you know, Dennis, Nerlens, TLC, um, and Abdul. Uh, it's going to be great. I feel like we're a, a lot more versatile team this year. Um, and, you know, you know, the game of basketball is changing in, in a way. Um, and, you know, everybody's trying to adapt. And I feel like we got a lot of pieces, um, you know, that gives us a lot of versatility. Um, and different styles of play, different styles of play the game of basketball. So uh, it's going to be good. You know, Big Steve on the inside, Netherlands, they kind of back him up. Uh, we'll play alongside him. Um, you know, a lot of stretch for guys like Pat, you know, Jeremy. So it's going to be good. You know, kind uh, of a strong team this year, in my opinion. Billy's talked about this in the summer, and so is Sam, but um, the need to play faster, not just in speed of play, but speed of thought. What are your thoughts on that philosophy and, and how you all will apply that this season? Uh, I actually like it, to be honest. Um, 
game basketball is only getting faster. Like I said, this it's game's changing. It's evolving. Um, smaller bat, small ball, I guess you could say. Um, less bump and bang as it was back in the day. Um, but you know, you got to be able to adjust on the fly. And I think that's what they're talking about. Um, being able to accept things, accept roles, uh, different play thrown at you, or a different adjustment. You know. Um, to an opposing team, or maybe within our team, so um, we got we got to be willing to accept that, and you know, uh, be professionals, and you know, adjust on the fly. You uh, said a few weeks ago, Andre, that uh, in San Antonio in a TV interview that you kind of expected maybe December or even maybe Christmas mm-hmm. as the timetable for your return. Uh, are you still consistent with that, or are you hopeful now maybe that it might be a little quicker? Uh. uh I'm not really putting a specific date on anything. Um, I just said around December is, you know, is for me there's a return to basketball and there's a return to performance. Um, being back to my elite self on a defensive end um, and me just being clear to play basketball is two different things. Um, um, and it's going to be a process to kind of get back to where I was. Um, just me being comfortable with my leg again and me getting back into the rhythm of basketball, sitting out so long. So um, there's a lot of variables that go into it, and I, that's why I kind of said December in, in my eyes. Um, I'll probably be clear before then for basketball. It's just the transition uh, to me getting back to that elite status again. So um, it's, it's going to be good. I'm enjoying every bit of it. It's challenging, but it's helping me grow. So, um I love it. You're enjoying rehab. It's a nightmare, right? It's a nightmare, but I enjoy it. You gotta, you gotta love it. Um, there's ups and downs in everything. Everything we do in life. What so. do you enjoy now? Because you can kind of see the finish line, maybe. There's days I dreaded it, but you know, I've I've come to peace with myself now that you know I accept what is, and you know everything happens for a reason. Um, and you know you got to twist it in your favor to make it a positive light. You know, so um, that's what I've done along the way um, to help me accept it a little better. So I've definitely enjoyed it. It helped me grow and helped me become a better person and a better man, better basketball player. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Dre, with the year away from basketball, like you said. Uh- have you done anything away from the gym or away from the court to kind of keep your morale up or keep your spirits up? Uh, that's that would probably be the biggest battle. Um, just question a lot of questioning um, myself, but um, you know I've did a lot of did some traveling here and there. Um, Trying to go to places I've never been before. Uh, I went to Hawaii. Never been to Hawaii. I went to Spain. Then I went to Alex's wedding. Um, went a quick trip to Mexico. Just little trips here and there to kind of like, you know, relieve myself of, you know, pressures I put on myself, I guess you could say. And just, you know, the everyday grind of rehab. And it's just kind of a little getaway and a refresher, um, you know, to keep building. So, uh, you know, like you said, it wasn't fun, but I come to a point where, you know, I'm at peace with myself and uh, just grinding it out every day. So that's good. Back here, um, um, Paul George credited you um, and your relationship with him as one of the reasons he came back. Uh, were you, did you reach out to him this summer and recruit him, or what kind of role did you play in that? Uh, I mean, we have an off-the-court relationship, um, and I think he kind of understands how I feel about him as well. Um, and I think he believe, uh, I think he knows that I wanted him back, um, but I necessarily didn't reach out to him or try to recruit him in any way. Um, I think we both know where we stand on that. 
like he, he knows I want him here, obviously, but wants out of him, and you know, vice versa. So, um, you know, he's a great guy nonetheless. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy and pleased that he stayed for sure. No, I think every I can say that for every Oklahoman. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Andre. Thank you. Hey, Dennis. Uh, Jacob Mann with Thunderheads. Um, you know, obviously, we know you have a great respect for the the Hawks organization and for your time there and your development there. Um, when you're looking forward and when you look at Oklahoma City and when you realized uh, that you were coming to the team, were there things about the organization and the team that you thought, man, maybe there's some new opportunities for my game to evolve here. There's some new things that I can do here that maybe I couldn't do before. Um, I think first off, you know, to be in this organization. Um, to see every day Russell Westbrook, Paul George, you know, practicing, see what they do off the court and on the court, I think was a big, um, a big thing for me, you know, um, and organization. I met everyone. I met coaching staff. I met front office, all the people, and it's like a big family. So um, I'm excited, you know, to be here um, and be a part of this organization. Oh, is it? Eric Horn, the Oklahoma. Um, Dennis, you mentioned Russell just now, and I mean, I think we've heard that you know, Russell's a guy that you kind of tailored some of your game around. What is it like to play with him, be on the floor with him? We saw you guys have played pickup together this summer. What's that experience been like for you, and how do you think it's going to fit with you two on the court together? I think when we played in LA, you know, UCLA uh, was me. Waymer, um, Russell, and Paul George, and it was pretty pretty fast, you know. And um, it was really tough to guard us. And um, that's what really excites me right now, you know, um, to play with Russ and uh, Paul George, to be out there with them. Um, I think uh, it means a lot for me. And um, you know, with the Hawks, in, in the last couple of seasons you started, but um, the last time you didn't come off the bench, you guys had a really good team. I think it was like a sixty-win team, and you were playing against a lot of second units. You know, how do you feel about being a guy who comes off the bench again and is able to play against second units? Um, I never like talked about my situation, how it's going to be. Um, all I know is uh, whatever it takes, you know, for the team to win games, I do it, and. Um, if I'm coming off the bench, if I start, whatever whatever it is, uh, I'll be ready um, for that challenge um, because I think we got a special group uh, this year and uh, we can um, surprise a lot of teams. Dennis, with the defensive identity of the Thunder, uh, with you know a lot of these great guys that can really lock down, do you feel like you as a defensive player have the freedom to really up your intensity as well and really just fit in with this new defensive identity? Obviously, you've had stretches where you were incredibly defensive. Um, do you feel like this is a great opportunity for you to, to come in and, and, and really buy into that identity? Uh, for sure. Uh, my first four years, you know, that got me my playing time defensively, you know, and uh, my fifth year, uh, the motivation for the defensive end because I had so much to do on the offensive end. Um, so I took a step back on the defensive end. And um, this year, like I said, it's a new chapter and uh, I'm ready. Um, and yeah, like I said, on both ends of the floor, um, I want to be a big part of, you know, um, of the team. 
Yeah, Dennis. Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. And Stephen mentioned that you guys had uh, done some of your uh, pre-draft workouts together. Um, and then you spent the last four or five years playing against him. Mm-hmm. He seems like a sort of an unpopular player to play against, mm-hmm. uh, but a really popular player to play with. Mm-hmm. What's what's the difference in the two that you can tell? I mean, how how much of a how much of a uh, sort of an enemy is he when he's your opponent? But you're glad you're he's on your team. I remember his screen still. Uh, so uh, he's a good screener, you know, a good roller. I think um, I watched so many games last year, you know, when Russ played pick and roll with him. He catches almost every ball and finishes every ball. And um, I think it's an honor to play uh, with a player like uh, Steven Adams. And I think uh, Russell thinks the same way. Dennis, why'd you cut your hair? I had to. It's a new start. And... Um, but don't worry, the gold pads is coming back. My hair just needs to grow faster. So, Dennis, um, what can you tell us about your, your current legal situation in in Atlanta? I know that you were up for a potential battery charge there, and what can you tell us about that? Um, appreciate you for the question. I knew it's gonna come. Um, it's in process still. Um, nothing to worry about. But like I said, uh, uh, I'm ready to be here in Oklahoma, you know, and, uh, and get it started. Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. Terrence, what would you say is the biggest change do you think is going to be in your game from your rookie year? Uh, definitely my body. And I took the time after my summer just uh, really focused on my body each and every day. Um, and then also my decision making, uh, making plays for myself, making plays for others, which I worked all summer on with Darko. Hey, Terrence, Jacob Mann with Thunderheads. Uh, with the the summer league was kind of an uncomfortable experience for you. You were playing in a role that was a little bit different mm-hmm. than than you're accustomed to. Was that almost a learning experience for you? Were you able to glean certain aspects from that experience? It's obviously wasn't comfortable, but were you able to take certain things and say, okay, well, I can I can take this into this next season in in my more natural role? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, like you said, it was, it was definitely uncomfortable. And uh, at times I was like, do I really want to do this? But, you know, I, I thought about it and I felt like you know, to, to be victorious, you know, you always got to fail. You know, who, people who fail a lot always come out on top. So I took that as a, a learning experience and I kept working and I'm doing the same thing now. And, but I feel way more comfortable at it. Just on a uh, sort of a, a personal side, how do you how do you feel different? You were a 19 year old rookie this time last year, never played in the NBA. Now you've got a full season behind you, and uh, some other young guys are now on the team. You're sort of not by yourself anymore. Do you, uh, just on a personal level, how much more comfortable and confident do you feel? Uh, you, you know, once you get a year in the belt, you always feel more comfortable. Uh, you know, last year was definitely new to me. I, obviously, playing my first year, but coming into this year, 20 years old. Uh, having a year under my belt definitely feel more confident, more more focused. Um, you know, I changed my body up, changed my eating habits up, and I got a, I got a little girl on the way, so that that changed my whole focus up as well. Looking ahead to your game in Tulsa in a few weeks, uh, being a Tulsa native, just what's the excitement level in that? And you know, how has your fan base grown? Also being from the area, uh, I'm always excited to go back home to Tulsa, and I was I was over not too long ago uh, visiting the gathering place. And all about that Tulsa Trail. I'm going to need like 10 tickets uh, 
I'm gonna be like 10 on probably 20. I'm gonna need a lot of tickets for that Tulsa trip. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, Timothy uh, Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. And you, you got traded here in, in the summer. What were your immediate uh, thoughts on, on the trade? And you've had some time to process it. Where do you see you fitting in on this roster? Uh, I think it's great opportunities for me and for the team. Um, opportunities to learn um, as a player and as a as a, as a man. Um, you know, I've been here just one team. It's my first team as a foreign player. It's always good to um, to learn from other places, other cities, other people, and uh, and experience more more coaches, more uh, more people. So uh, I, I saw that as a, as an opportunity and an uh, opportunity also to build something here and uh, and bring everyth- everything it can bring. Your, your few years in Philly, when you looked at the Thunder before you got here, what were your thoughts about the team you were playing against and also the organization as a whole? Did you know much about them? About Oklahoma? About Oklahoma, but the Thunder in particular. Um, didn't know much. Didn't know much, um, but um, maybe um, all the guys that was here for a long time, uh, Nick Collison, uh, Russ, Steven, uh, Andre, um, I've I've always heard good things about the organization, about the city, and the fans. Um, That's the only thing I knew about the city and about the the Thunder before. Hey, Tim, Jacob, man with Thunderheads. Um, When you watch film, you know, I I asked Nerlens this question. When you watch film of last season with the Thunder, are there things that you see that maybe the Thunder were lacking last season, specifically maybe with their bench unit, that you look at and you say, I, I can help with that? I, that's something that I'm excited to come in and, and maybe help fill. Or are you just kind of waiting for those things to come? Um, I think uh, the biggest thing um, that, the, that the, the team did last year was running, uh, especially with Russ. Um, running the whole game and like being intense the whole game and that's something I, something I can bring and something that uh, I know I have uh, in me and um, I can also bring my, my thing in it so uh, that's something I, I like to run and just to play intense and uh, also play defense like bring like bring that thing into the into the into the team into the bench into the into the team so uh, yeah that's something I saw last year and um, that's something I'm looking forward this year yeah You've got a pretty good reputation for defense as a, as a guy that plays pretty good defense and can even get a lot better. How do you see yourself in terms of your defense and 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 the, the level that you can get to as a defender on the wing in this league? Um, as good as I can get. Uh, I think in, in this team I have like pretty good players uh, um, in defense like Paul Jordan uh, and Andre. Um, in this particular... particular um, aspect of the game um so i can't wait to learn from them and um and just getting better um i know i have that and i know i can i can be an elite defender in this league and um i can i can help the team really really well in this in this aspect so um i'm looking forward to to learn from these guys anybody else thank you